So last night we blessed our Advent wreath, lit the first candle. As we all know, Advent is a time of preparation. And we all need this season and the grace that comes with it. Over 2,000 years ago, the world was preparing for the first coming, although many people did not recognize it. Many people were not ready. And now, as we live in the grace of that first coming, when Jesus came to us in the lowliness of human flesh, opening the way of salvation, we are now preparing for another appearance, the final coming of Jesus in the glory and splendor of his Father. This is the challenge for us as a church. This grace is expressed so beautifully in the first opening prayer that begins our Advent season. Listen again to the words of the opening prayer. Grant your faithful almighty God the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming. This same prayer is prayed at the moment of our baptism. When we were baptized, as the parents and godparents were holding the light of Christ from the paschal candle, this is the prayer that was prayed. Parents and godparents, this light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly in your child. And your child is now called to walk as a child of the light, persevering in faith that they may run to meet the Lord when he comes with all the saints in his heavenly kingdom. Isn't that beautiful? What this means is this longing for heaven, this preparedness to welcome Christ is planted in us at the moment of baptism and is to be cultivated, is, is, is to be nurtured. And this is the very thing that can die out like a candle flame put out. It's especially challenging for us who live in a first world country who have everything with the culture dominated by materialism, by, by consumerism. It is so easy to lose our thirst for God, our desire for prayer, to lose sight of the ultimate goal and longing for heaven. We can lose this. And so what does Jesus say to his church today? Stay awake. 
The same act of love that moved him to give his life on the cross to open the way to salvation is the same love that now says to us today, stay awake. Jesus does not want any one of us to get lost, to be unprepared when he comes. And this is his, his invitation to us, stay awake. Now, as I look around here this morning, I don't see anyone sleeping, at least not yet. All right, that's good. You know, in my last parish, there was a large man who worked at a energy plant who came up to me one day and says, Father, don't take this personal, but every time you start preaching, I fall asleep. You got that soft, gentle voice. I just fall asleep. That was a day I was on my game. I said, look, I get it. This is why I drink coffee before mass, so that I don't fall asleep during my own homily. <laughs> God bless us. I'm glad I can help people sleep, though, because sometimes that is what we need. What does it mean to fall asleep? Physically, when we close our eyes in sleep, we are closing them upon the visible world, and all these visible things fall out of our awareness. Jesus is talking about falling asleep spiritually, which means when the eyes of our soul close upon the things of the Spirit, when we lose our awareness of the presence of God with us, how God is working right now in your life and in mine. Mystically speaking, it is when the eyes of our heart close upon the face of our beloved Savior, Jesus Christ. Can you imagine Mary, how hard it was for her not to look at Jesus? The glory, the holiness of, and splendor of God radiating from her child's face. How could she stop looking at Jesus? And even when he would go out, she was probably pondering the likeness of his face. We can get so caught up in the things of this world that we forget and lose sight that our relationship with Jesus is the greatest treasure and gift of our life. This is why Jesus gives the example of Noah, the time before the flood. What were the people in Noah's time doing? Jesus said they were eating and drinking. 
They were marrying and giving in marriage. They were buying and selling. Much of what we do in our daily life, is there anything wrong with these things? Of course not. The problem is when it's only about these things. And God is excluded. This is what Scripture calls a life of pure vanity, like chasing after the wind. One can have everything in the world, but without God, they have absolutely nothing. At the end of the world, none of this will matter. Scripture reminds us this world is passing away. And at the end, all that one will have is what they have with God. Stay awake. Be prepared. This is why I'd like to propose a special five-minute exercise for all of us to take up during this season of Advent. How can I recognize the coming of Jesus at the end of time if I don't recognize all the ways that Jesus is with me and comes to me right now? in the day-to-day -day activities of life. How can I recognize him? How can I be ready if I'm not ready now? This exercise was given to me by a director who has helped me with my retreats for the last several years. It's called an awareness examine. And basically, it's looking at each day and realizing when was I with God and when did I disconnect and it was just me. To help us come to realize that our Christian life is a we. It's never just me, myself, and I, although sometimes it becomes that throughout the day. When did I do things with the Lord, and when was I separated and just doing things on my own? I'll never forget the time uh, last year when I was coming back from Sioux Falls. Had three and a half hours to go, and I was tired, I was anxious and impatient to get home. And I was just pushing. Gotta get home, gotta get home. And I didn't realize that I had fallen asleep spiritually. I was completely unaware of God's presence with me in that car and what God was doing. It was all about me and what I wanted, and I wanted to get home. And then a farmer on a tractor showed up. And I'll tell you, I had to slow way down. 
And my first reaction, yes, was not Christian. (laughs) Until I realized that that farmer was such a gift because God used him to wake me up spiritually. And now, the rest of my journey was completely different. Faith opened up this world that is filled with God. And God showed me the beauty around me as I was traveling, His beauty that He put there. He made me ready for whatever was going to come next in that three-and-a-half-hour journey. It was so different rather than my narrow focus of what I wanted and not being with God. This is what this examine helps us to do, to stay with God every moment of the day and to be more aware of God and what God is doing than what I may want or what I'm doing. Come, Lord Jesus. This is the call and cry of the church in its pilgrim journey homeward. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Are we ready? Are we ready to welcome him when he comes? The way to be prepared is to welcome him with us now in the way he comes today. That's how to be ready. Amen.